from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. Favorite. Actually, your first favorite, but your second one-hour show of the day. Of your favorite show of the day. And this is live from America, ladies and gentlemen. I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, but definitely God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot. I seen Ruby Hines said, hip-hop, how you doing? How you doing, Ruby? Good to see you on YouTube. Of course, we are live on multiple platforms right now. If you're looking on digital TV, you can find the show at uh, LFA TV. Search LFA TV, find the channel, download it. And then you can watch it live and watch reruns all day on both Roku and Fire Stick. If you're watching on social media, which is where this show was truly born at, from the Backyard Rant videos and where it will always be grounded at, uh, you can watch it on Rumble and YouTube. However, you might want to catch it live on YouTube if you're over there because you're not going to see it again after that. Because they go bye-bye. Also, you can listen on multiple podcast platforms, but also just go to JeremyHarrell.com and you can access every little bit of it. And like I said, this is a social media built show and we'll always have that live engagement, which a lot of shows, a lot of news shows do not have. This one always will. So let's go now to Rumble. And say hello to our live from America family, shall we? Because we've got Glow Jeans says, good afternoon, Patriot. Heels Gal says, reach down if you're on Rumble and click that little plus sign button. It's very important that we do that. We're almost at 150,000 Rumbles right now. Oz Fan is watching. Good to see you. Mommy Nikki said, it's nice to see how far you've come. I would say, I just change one word and say weave. It's nice to see how far we have come. God bless you and thank you so much. Vegetarian is in the building and Angel Eyes 310 says, so what did the teacher say? She's talking with Melissa and that's another great thing, folks. That is another great thing about, uh, about this show being social media driven is people have an opportunity to get in the chats and actually have conversations with each other and sometimes they live not far from each other and patriots are building relationships it's exactly what we like to do here rival design is in the house and if you don't know who rival design is say hello to my wonderful beautiful friend kara because she made this beautiful button and i'll bet you kara would mask produce them and sell them to everybody who wanted one I'm sure of it, because she's that great. Uh, Heels Gal says, Jeremy, looking good. Second hour today. Thank you very much. Molly says, can't wait to get my t-shirts I ordered. Speaking of that, got a great picture uh, from somebody who watches the show who showed their uh, um, picture uh, shirts that they bought from JeremyHerald.com that they were both wearing in the store after church on Sunday, and a whole bunch of people were asking them, where do I get that shirt? Where do I get that shirt? Dog Lover says, did you see the YouTube removed segments from Dan Bongino's interview with President Trump? And he's furious. Yes, I did. But it wasn't just YouTube. It was also Fox. Fox did that. And he is very furious at Fox as well as he should be. And a couple more shout-outs here. Love you, Jeremy, and all you do. Diane from Kansas City. I love you too, Diane. And let's see, Cat352 says, Kathy from Florida here. Loves and hugs to all. Love and hugs to you too, dear. Let's move over to YouTube, which is on this screen over here for me. Patricia Burns is in the building. How you doing, Patricia? Michelle Atkinson says, hello, live from America family. I am late today. Not too late. We've got Allison Gelderman says, love your show. Love you, Allison. And I'm very glad that you uh, you commented. Of course, Jeff Pools from Michigan. Brandy Peterson, I missed you this morning. Morning. I felt off. You're a blessing. Well, thank you very much. All glory goes to God, and I appreciate that. Katie Holsey says, hello, Jeremy. How you doing, Katie? Rox, Roxy loves America. Of course, our friend Roxanne over in uh, California. Ashley Bain. Jackie Bradley says, had to do YouTube. Can't make my rumble work. Sorry about that. And Jessica A. is watching. I did not see your comment, Jessica, because it went too fast, and I'm very, very sorry about that. And, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I'd like to say thank you to Linda and Sam Majaya from Virginia. Blessed, wonderful friends who watch the show, dedicated to watch the show. Came to my hotel room when we were in Virginia with the Save America Freedom Tour. Gave us some gifts, gave us some donations. She sent me uh, money and a donation for me and my wife for my birthday and my, and my kids to go out and, and do something wonderful. And I want to just say to Sam and Linda... 
You're a blessing. I love you. God bless you, and thank you for all your love and support as I continue to grow live from America. I'd also like to say happy birthday to a young little eight-year-old who I got to meet when I was in Wisconsin, in Waukesha, Wisconsin. I got to meet a little eight-year-old Trevin J. Shug. Trevin J. Shug, I want to thank you very much, little man. Uh, It was great to meet you. It was great to meet your dad. I've had a lot of conversations with your dad, both before and after I've met him. And I just want to say you got a good father there, young man. But eight years old, that's a great age to be. I can remember being eight, believe it or not, hundreds of years ago, if you think in Joe Biden years. Uh, But anyway, I can remember being eight years old, and it's a great age. And I know your dad's proud of you, buddy. So happy birthday, to Trevin. Happy 8th eight, 8th birthday to Trevin. And um, I would also like to uh, point out that Daryl Watts who watches the show as well sent me a message on Telegram and um, he got to see the, the uh, Save America Freedom Tour bus. Because even though I'm not on it all the time. The bus is constantly going around with Real America's Voice News, and he got to see it at America's Revival in Texas and got to take a tour of the bus. They gladly got let him get on, which they always better do, give a nice tour of the bus. He was bummed that I wasn't on it, um, but he said, get this, that going to Texas's America's Revival actually has opened the door to... Um, rededicate his life to Christ, ladies and gentlemen. So let's give a big amen and a big cheer. Round of cheer. Where's my cheer button? Come on. Good job, Daryl Watts. And you know what? It's always great when another soul comes to Christ. And I want to thank you so very much for being you, being awesome, letting me know that, and, uh, and, and being proud enough to share that with everybody. There's nothing like being with Christ. And to rededicate your life after you've walked away, The prodigal son returns, baby. The prodigal son returns. So God bless you, Daryl. Keep going, my brother, because that's great news, and I couldn't have had better news today than that. And speaking of that, I think that's a good segue to get right to the Lord, don't you? Ladies and gentlemen, please, this is the time where we read some devotional, we read some verses, and we say the Lord's Prayer. For the next couple minutes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please, just relax, clear your mind, And let's focus on God, shall we? Jesus Calling, August 9th, 2021, year of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it says this, Since you joined my royal family, I have brought much light into your life. However, this is only like the first gleam of dawn compared to the full light of day. Woo! That awaits all who walk on the path of righteousness. When you reach your heavenly home, your new imperishable eyes will be... I love that too. Your new imperishable eyes. Think about that, man. We are so made anew in spirit and in body. He says, when you reach your heavenly home, your new imperishable eyes will be able to perceive the full light of my glory. In righteousness, you will see my face and be satisfied. Now, where is that coming from? It's coming from Proverbs and Psalm. Okay, Psalms. Proverbs 4.18, which says, The path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, shining even brighter, or shining, shining ever brighter, till the full light of day. So it just gets better and better, folks. And also from Psalm 17.15, from the New King James Version, that says, As for me, I will see your face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. And also you can go to Malachi 4.2 and Acts 9.8.9. And before you turn out the light tonight, request my help to keep your feet on the path of righteousness tonight, tomorrow, and all the way to heaven, baby. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Can't beat that, can you? All right, folks, Lord's Prayer time. So please, remove your hats. Continue to focus on God. Continue to focus on the cross and the blood that Jesus shed for all of us to have this moment to have this opportunity, and to have this blessing to be in the full grace and the full light of God. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, 
and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Huh? Amen. Oh, it's so great. It is so great, huh? Ah, so many people saying amen. So many people love to say the Lord's Prayer together. Um, best family ever I see in some of the comments. And it is really great. It is a close-knit, really wonderful family that we've created here on Live from America. So, folks, if you have not done so already, we are about to get to the first and foremost section of this, of this show. And first and foremost is something that we want to get to right away because it's been itching at the surface for me to say during this afternoon as I've been doing my research. So please, share this video right now. If you can, share it to three Facebook groups. I know you belong to them if you're still there. If you don't have Facebook, share it to your Telegram. Share it to your, uh, uh, your Getter or your Twitter if you still have it. Get it out there to your friends because here we go. First and foremost, right here live from America, last week, last week, I told you that it was coming. That the commander, oh, excuse me, that's for a real president. The pretender in thief, the sniffer in thief, the illegitimate president, excuse me, resident, I get that mixed up sometimes, the illegitimate resident living in the White House uh, and the Pentagon have worked together to, uh, and they've now announced it, that they will be, it will be mandatory for all military members, active duty, both men and women, all active duty military, it's mandated that all troops take the Fauci shot and they have till September 15th to do so. <clears throat> I said that was going to happen last week. There was talks about it last week. Okay, Inside the Pentagon, all around the country, there was talks about is the military actually going to be mandated to take this shot? The answer is yes. They will be mandated to take the shot, and they have until September 15th to do so. My question is to you, to all of you, is how is that going to go over? How is that going to go over? Because a lot of people believe that that is weakening our military. Others believe that that is um, going to hurt morale in the military, which I believe it will. Others believe that you're going to have so many people walk away voluntarily just walk away, say, I'm done, take whatever ramifications come from the military, whether they get a less than honorable discharge or an other than honorable discharge, or whether they get, you know, put in jail. My question is, when is it going to stop? When are all these lawsuits? Here's what should happen. A, somebody should petition to multiple federal judges right now to come in and put a temporary stop on everything until it is litigated correctly, not only through federal courts, but also, if, if it has to, go through uh, circuit courts of appeals and all the way to the Supreme Court. This is wrong to do on so many levels, and I knew it was coming in our military. So when we take our first actual break here, I'm not going to break anywhere. I'm going to break into social media because there's many, many people, many people in my chat that, are, that come from military families, that have family members actively in the military right now. And I want to know what you all think of Biden and the Pentagon mandating this on our armed forces. Do you think it's good? I doubt that. Do you think it's bad? Do you think it's weakening our military? And do you think it's going to destroy morale in our military and then seeps into our country? So we're going to take a quick break from the news real quick. I'm going to go to social media. If you're not there, if you're watching on Fire Stick or Roku, just jump on Rumble if you're in a military family and let me know what's going on. And we'll be right back with more news in just a second. So let's see here. Um, Sconey Girl says, I am so sad for our military to have to face this. This is so wrong. Victoria says, talk about finishing our military so that China can invade us and conquer us. The Constitution will be gone, and that's the only thing restraining the government at all. Nolan Wallace says, that's not good if military falls short. We are done. Cannot allow this to happen. Uh, Trump would never do this, says Heels Gal. If the FDA approves the vax, can they be sued? No, they cannot. These pharmaceutical companies have figured out a way. Are you talking about can the FDA be sued or can the pharmaceutical companies be sued? The FDA, I think the federal government could be sued. Yes, but not the not the uh, the pharmaceutical companies have the same kind of protection as uh, as you know the big tech does. Um, my son is in the process of getting out, so should so he should not have to get it. 
No, if he's in the if he's in the process of getting out and he's already started the process, he definitely shouldn't. American Girl Fighting says it's a travesty, Jeremy. I agree. I agree. It's a travesty. Travesty. Uh, a wall absent without leave. That I think that's going to happen with some people. I really do. National Guard is exempt. It doesn't have the mandates, question mark. No, this is only for active military, as far as I know right now. But, you know, state by state will do it. You know, red states will do, uh, won't do it. Blue states will. And Don, um, Don Emick says, agreed, President Trump would never have done this. E, uh, Elay Man says, our son is in the Navy and not happy about this, with a lot of exclamation points. Uh, no, can't be sued, says Patricia. It's still getting pressure from the VA daily. And Sarah says, oh, the irony here, military literally fight for our rights and freedoms, but then this? And Sarah says, oh, I am fuming over all this, y'all. Praying for our soldiers, says Anne. And that's all we can do, folks. Pray for our soldiers, pray for their families, and pray for all those involved. It's a rough, rough thing to be a part of, but where do we make our stand? I think this is one of those times. I really do. And maybe when Trump gets back, he'll accept those people back in who left because of this. Trump might be pushing the vaccine, but he's not pushing mandates. And that's what's important. That's what is important. All right, back with more Live from America. We're going to hit the news pretty heavy right now, ladies and gentlemen, because there's a lot of it. Arizona. Let's, um, you know what I didn't do? I didn't grab any dum-dums or smarties because I was trying to put this show together so quickly. But that doesn't mean that we cannot still give the dum-dum and the smarty award away. So let's cue that dummy music, shall we? Such a great sound. Thank you, Price is Right. Dumb Dumb Award number one today goes to Arizona. Democrat State Senator. Hopefully I say his name right, but I don't care if I don't. Oh, uh, Atonio. Tony. Atonio Navarrete. Atonio Navarrete is a state Democrat in the Arizona State Senate. He is now facing, are you ready for this, gentlemen? And ladies and gentlemen, this is indicative of Democrats in power, it seems like, and in Hollywood and everywhere else. But Arizona Democrat State Senator Antonio Navarrete is now facing multiple charges of child molestation, ladies and gentlemen, that could land him in jail for the rest of his pathetic, dummy crap life. He's facing a Class 2 felony of molestation of a child. And three Class 2 felonies for sexual conduct with a minor, one Class 3 felony, and two Class 6 felonies. So let's add those up, ladies and gentlemen. A Class 2, three Class 2, uh, other Class 2s, um, one Class 3, and two Class 6s. That is seven child molestation charges that that scumbag in Arizona is facing. And that's what he is, folks. You do this to children. You do this to anybody, you're a scumbag. But you do this to children, and you're a special kind of scumbag. You are a special kind of scumbag that has a place reserved for him right down in hell with the rest of the other scumbags on this planet. Okay? And it's amazing to me that the LGBTQ community wants to put P in there for pedophile, as if these people can't control their urges. They were born with this. Oh, really? They were born attracted to children? Just like people were born attracted to the same sex when science proves that children are not sexually attracted or active to anybody until a very certain age? Okay, so there's no possible way any of that's true. You're just trying to justify what you cannot control. Now, um, in my personal mind, pedophilia is the worst possible thing. Other than murder, pedophilia is the worst possible thing. And guess what? Happens to be a Democrat. Ain't that funny. But check this out, folks. He faces a mandatory sentence of 49 years. I might have put 45 years in, in the comments or the, uh, the scrolling text at the bottom, but it's 49 years. He faces a mandatory sentence of 49 years in prison. But check this out. He was also... The co-chair, or is right now, he is the co-chair of the Arizona LGBTQ Legislative Caucus. Now let me ask you a question. Doesn't it seem odd that all of these people that belong to the LGBTQ community, as it's 
as if it is some, like, some great thing, as if it's some, like, you know, like you're part of the Lions Club or you're part of some uh, of St. Jude's Hospital. Yeah, I'm part of the LGBTQ community. I'm so proud to be a part of that. Why? Why? It doesn't make any sense. I don't care if you like animals or if you have this weird fetish. with. It doesn't matter. I don't need to know about your sexual preference. It shouldn't be on display for everybody, not because of who it's to, because of what it is and because of that being a very private thing in somebody's life. So number one, it's just so disgusting that these people want to you know, these people, when I'm, when I'm talking about is these people in this community, they want to just embellish their sexual life and put it out there and blast for everybody to see and you must accept it or you're something bad, blah, blah, blah. But you ever notice that the people that are all about this community are the people that are guilty of this kind of stuff? You don't think that having Drag Queen Story Hour in your local children's library is going to lead to this kind of stuff? Of course it is. Of course it is. You expose any children of this age to this kind of stuff, whether it be they're victims of it or whether it be you're sensationalizing it, and it all seems to stem from the LGBTQ community fighting for pride and love, and you better like it or you're a bigot. What it really is is just disgusting propaganda and needs to be dealt with accordingly, and hopefully he gets double that 49 years plus the death penalty. That's what I say about people who have sex with children. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And if there are any youngsters out there watching this show, and you hear me talking about this, I am not hating people that make a lifestyle choice for their own private sexual preference. Not at all. We all sin, and they'll have to deal with that. What I'm talking about is the, the vile and disgusting act of pedophilia. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm targeting. And if anything like this is happening to you and you're a minor, because I know some children watch this show, reach out and tell somebody you trust. Stop it now. Because under no circumstance should a child be having sex with an adult. 100% period. That's the way it always has been in the world. That's the way it always should be. We shouldn't change now to make a few people happy and, and make them think that we're not bigots. You know, if you call me anti-pedophilia and that's a bigot, I'll, I'll wear a bigot shirt all day long. I'll wear a bigot shirt all day long. So that is Arizona Democrat State Senator Antonio Tony Navarrete. And of course, his Democrat uh, colleagues are writing on it going, well, if he is guilty of this, then it's atrocious. Where there's smoke, there's fire, baby. But keeping with Arizona, let's talk about some good news for a minute. Let's go ahead and cue that Smarty music, shall we? The Smarty Award of the Day on August 9th, live from America, is going to go to Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich. I like when I see this guy actually doing something more than the governor Doug Ducey ever does, okay? Do I think that Arizona... Attorney General Mark Burnovich should be on this like a rabid pit bull? Yes. What am I talking about? Voter fraud and the non-compliance of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and Secretary of State Katie Hobbs. I think Mark Burnovich should be on this like a honey badger, sinking his teeth into every little thing that he can. Oop, that's what I think. Okay? Don't know what I just did there. Anyway, press the wrong button. But that's what I think. I think he should be all in on this. However, he has done something decent. So let's go ahead and break this down. Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich opens an investigation into the county's non-compliance with legal and enforceable subpoenas. Okay? Um... He's opened up this investigation for failure to comply with the valid and enforceable legislative subpoenas as requested by Arizona State Senator Sonny Borelli. Sonny Borelli made this request, of course, last week with Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, and the officials denied the Senate subpoena. We knew that happened. Okay. The question was, was what was Mark Burnovich going to do? Well, we've got our answer because the Attorney General will conduct an investigation and prepare a report that will be completed within 30 days. Not at the end of 30 days, within 30 days. 
Okay, if a violation is found, which it clearly is, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors will have 30 days to resolve it. If they fail to resolve it, then Attorney General Mark uh, Bernovich will notify the state treasurer who shall withhold and redistribute from Maricopa County Board of St- uh, Maricopa County state shared money. So any money going from the state to Maricopa County will be withheld. I don't believe that's enough. There should be criminal charges put on these people. And I believe there might be if they violate this, okay? The law was clearly violated, and Bernovich needs to decide which side of history he's going to be on. Okay? So that's very important. He needs to decide which side of history that he is going to be on. Is he going to let the criminals walk, or is he going to hold the criminals accountable? So he gave them until the 20th of this month to give him a written... Uh, basically, letter of intent. What do we plan on doing? He gave them to the 20th. If they continue to try to kick this can down the road to stay out of trouble, it's only going to get them in more trouble, which they need to be in. So I think this is the process. we got to let it play out. But Mark Bernovich, if you're in Arizona, ladies and gentlemen, light his phone up. Light his phone up. Call him constantly. Even if you don't live in Arizona, light his phone up. We've called him twice on this. We'll probably do another round of calling as well, but that doesn't mean that you can't call him day in and day out and demand that these people be held accountable criminally and not just withholding state money from them. Because what does that do? What does that do? See what I'm saying? But big Smarty Award, I'm going to send that out to him because I I was wondering what he was going to do. I truly was wondering what he was going to do and how he was going to do it. So we'll see how it goes. All right? Now let's, um, I want to uh, take a, uh, a quick break just to highlight real quick a America Strong Company on JeremyHarrell.com because I think it's important to promote each other. I think just like you guys share my videos, this is me sharing your video. So I'll be right back with more news right after this. And here we go. Dramatics Decor. This is a lady who has a wonderful staging business if you're selling your house in her area. And she had this on the America Strong page. So you just go there and check this out. Dramatics Decor. And I want to show you what the website looks like. She's got a great site. She really does. But I want to show you. She was, her bathroom decor makeover was featured in Best of the Best, January 2021. And there she is right there. Donna Allen, who watches the show. I want to say God bless you, Donna. Thank you very much for watching the show and being dedicated. And uh, I'd like to read to you what this says. She says, hello and thank you for visiting our website. I am Donna Allen, home stylist and stager. And I look forward to working with you. Our clients use our services to stage their home for a quick sale at a premium price to redesign their current homes, staging to live, or to provide services such as an interior designer. Okay? She is in... Where are they out of here? Let's see. About me section. Let's see where they're out of. Hmm. Hard to see what state you guys are out of. I'm sorry that I've slowed down on that, but 708, ladies and gentlemen, 708 is the uh, is the phone number area. So, oh, okay, there we go. Lake Ridge Road, Orlando or Orland Park, Illinois. Okay, there you go. Orland Park, Illinois is where Dramatics Decor is. And I know a lot of people watch from Illinois. So make sure you reach out to her if you're trying to sell your house. Get that house sold and have her have her uh, set it up for you because it's really important. All right? All right, back here with more Live from America. Let's shoot right from Arizona with election fraud that we were just talking about where Mark Bernovich needs to get involved. And let's shoot down to Georgia, folks. Whereas of today, we find out that Georgia ballots that were rejected by the machines were altered by election workers. What do we call that? Adjudication. Adjudication. There was more adjudication in the November 3rd, 2020 election than there has been in 10 years of adjudication with any kind of machines combined. Go figure. Isn't that weird? Isn't it weird that they circumvented state legislature to make their own election laws in the state, which is illegal. Isn't it weird that Mike Lindell is about to blow the lid off with the symposium starting tomorrow with China interfering into our elections, which is what? 
illegal. Isn't it weird that we found out that these Dominion machines were in fact connected to the internet multiple times, which is what? Illegal. And isn't it weird that the percentage of adjudication in November 3rd, 2020 was more than the past 10 years before that combined? Isn't that weird? But ladies and gentlemen, let's just shoot down here real quick and read some of this. New records obtained by John Solomon and Just the News show Georgia ballots were rejected by Dominion voting machines were later altered by the adjudication process. Ballots that were clearly marked for Trump were awarded to Joe Biden by a panel of human uh, by a panel of humans during the adjudication. Okay, witnesses alleged in Arizona that about 12% of the ballots in Maricopa County were adjudicated. And in Antrim County, Michigan, there was reports that there was 68% error rate that were sent to adjudication. So can anybody come up with a, you know, what is 12% of the overall um, votes casted in Maricopa County? And then compare that with how much uh, Biden, quote, won by? Same thing, you can do that in every state, right? But, but there wasn't enough adjudication ballots that were changed in Georgia to swing the balance of the election there, but it doesn't matter because what it does is it shows you a larger scale of how faulty these machines really are or how fraudulent the people are that are making these machines pass through votes to go to adjudication. So they say that only about 3% of the ballots in Georgia overall went to adjudication, okay, which doesn't amount up to much. And if you're talking about Fulton County alone, it only comes up to about 5,000 votes, really. Okay, that's still not enough, but that's not the point here. The point is to show they cheated this way, they cheated this way, they cheated this way, they cheated this way, and you put them all together, and you get a Biden administration. That's the ma- that's the point here. And they've proved this. They proved that Trump ballots were clearly switched to Biden. At least 5,000. That's another break, in the, uh, another break in the chain. That's another domino falling. And it's another piece of the puzzle that we need as we move forward to decertify these four states. Wisconsin has another subpoena going on as well. So you still have all of this stuff actively going on in Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. When these states figure it all out, they will decertify. That is my prediction. As long as these state legislative um, members continue to have a spine and don't get scared into compliance by the big left. You know what I mean? So, all right, we're going to move on because I got a lot to go through. I need to go to Telegram real quick because I have to pull up something that I need to read to you. So, ladies and gentlemen, last week I talked about the media, the big media lie, right? They call us the big lie. But we talked about their big lie, that this is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated, that it's just the opposite of that. Now, I got some people that said, well, you can't call me a super spreader because I got vaccinated and I had to get vaccinated for this, that, and the other. That's fine. That's you. What I'm talking about is the... Your CNN, your fake news. The fake news media who's propagating and making you believe that it's the unvaccinated who are passing the Delta variant, even though there's no test kit for the Delta variant. But it's actually the vaccinated that are passing the Delta variant at a higher rate than the unvaccinated. And where am I getting this information from? And that's not to say that it's your fault if you've gotten vaccinated. It's common sense. And we talked about why it's common sense. Because of mutations um, that the virus wants to make to try to get around the vaccine that that some people took. Okay, but the virus mutates every time it goes to somebody else, and you never know how it's going to mutate. All right, so let me pull up this story real quick here, and let's talk about it. And it says, vaccinated people may play a key role in aiding evolution of more dangerous COVID variants. According to research published last week in scientific reports, the highest risk for establishing a vaccine-resistant uh, res- virus strain occurs when a large fraction of the population has already been vaccinated, but the transmission is not controlled. Okay? Um, children's Health Defense, according to research published last week in Scientific Reports, vaccinated people play the key role in helping SARS-CoV-2 variants evolve into those that evade COVID vaccines. The, I, mean, I mean, I'm not even a virologist. I called this. 
You, I mean, I wasn't the only one saying this, but I mean, come on, you didn't have, you just, if you had a brain and went to school, you understood that. So my point here is what I'm really focusing on is the media's lie that it's the opposite. Brainwashing people who don't know any better, who don't have that common sense that's not so common anymore. The researchers concluded three specific risk factors that favor the emergence and establishment of a vaccine-resistant strain. They are a high probability of initial emergence of the strain, high number of infected individuals, and low rate of vaccination. However, the analysis also showed that the highest risk for establishing a resistant strain occurs when a large fraction of the population has already been vaccinated, but the transmission is not controlled. Want to know where I got that? I got that off a place called LifeSight. LifeSight. And I put it on um, my Telegram for you all to read. Okay? Now, my point here, again, is not to lash out at anybody who has or hasn't taken the Tony Ratface Fauci shot. This is merely to show you that the news will report just the opposite. And so who is dangerous here? Who is the most dangerous at spreading information when it comes to COVID-19? It has to be... All I can say is it's totally fake news. Just fake. It's fake. It's made up stuff. It has to be the fake news. Because it's common sense that these viruses are going to mutate to get around what you're trying to accomplish. Now, here's the other good thing. I am starting to read many, many places by very, very reputable people, including doctors, physicians, scientists, and others, a small community getting together to say that the Delta variant is probably less lethal by their studies than the original COVID-19. That it's literally less lethal. But here we go again. The fake news media and people that want that control so bad are lying to all of us and making the people who don't really get you know, think about this stuff so scared into saying, people, just take, give me, take my rights. Please just take them. Take all of my rights. I just, I just, I don't care anymore. Please take them all. Just keep me safe from this invisible disease. Please, please, please. Meanwhile, a guy up in Canada won, in Alberta, Canada, won a major case where he, 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 he went there without a lawyer, without a scientist, without a physician, and made the case of, show me an isolated strain of this virus and they could not they could not show an isolated strain of the virus and he and he 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 walked and that's massive for what's going to happen in the future that happened last week and i didn't even report on it i wish i would have but i didn't so but speaking of the fray the craze speaking of the the fear mongering and speaking of the give me your rights give me your rights give me your rights let's go well <laughs> To France, not that we all want to go to France or not, but since Macron has done similar things than de Blasio or other way around, what you're seeing is police walk around to restaurants where people are, are, are literally, patrons are sitting there having lunch or dinner or whatever and, and making them prove that they're vaccinated to be there. You don't think that's coming to New York City? Unless people rise up and just say, eh, eh, not happening. You don't think that's coming to New York City and other, every other blue democratic city in this country? Then you're naive, because it is. Let me show you what's going on in France right now. Don't believe me? Watch how scary this is, guys. And tell me what you think about this coming to the United States of America. This is France, where police are literally walking around making people show them proof. This is crazy. Making them show their app, showing them the card. Look at this. Look how they're walking around with their masks on, making people show them proof. It's a sad state of affairs, folks. It's a sad state of affairs when that happens. And when you do this in America, or (laughs) if they do it, when they do it, whatever you want to say, if or when they do this in America, problems are going to happen. People are going to get hurt. People are going to get shot. People are going to get killed one side or the other. Because we don't play that in the good old U.S. of A. Take your freedom fries and your dictatorship and go back to France. We're all good here. 
ain't going to happen. And it ain't going to be pretty if it does. Ain't going to happen. And ain't going to be pretty if it does. That's my prediction. Not a threat. That is my prediction. Don't play that stuff here. Might be able to play it in liberal New York. But you're going to see crime. A rampant amount of crime. At the same time as people like Corey Bush and others are defunding the police. And I can have my stuff, but you can't have yours. Now let's move on to speaking about more craziness here. Obama's appointed judge, federal judge, halts Governor Ron DeSantis' ban on COVID vaccine passports for cruises. U.S. District Judge Kathleen Williams, appointed by Barack Hussein Obama, who had his own super spreader birthday bash event this weekend, said that DeSantis' law prohibiting vaccine passports likely violates the First Amendment. Oh, you don't want to go down that road, honey. Because how much uh, First Amendment rights are violated with us every single day. It's a stupid way to say that he violated it by quote by by putting in the First Amendment in there. What does that have to do with anything? Okay, Federal judge yesterday halted Governor DeSantis' ban on, on requiring proof of a COVID-19 vaccination before board, boarding a cruise ship. In a legal battle brought by Norwegian Cruise Lines, the statute is a content-based restriction because it singles out, this is what the judge said, because it singles out documentation regarding a particular subset matter. What do you think a COVID, a COVID vaccine passport does? You don't think that that uh, singles out documentation regarding a particular subject matter? Banning somebody from coming into a place unless they show you something? You don't think that singles somebody out? I think that's called discrimination and segregation. That's the ultimate form of singling somebody out, dum-dum. But anyway, she says, and subjects it to restrictions and that do not apply to documents regarding other topics. Okay? The judge cited the growing number of COVID-19 cases due to the Delta variant across the country. Cases, not hospitalizations and deaths, which are way down, definitely in Florida, and I'm going to show you that in a little bit. Okay. Anyway, long story short, Mr. DeSantis signed the legislation earlier this year, and now he is going to counter, or he's going to appeal, and he's going to appeal to the 11th Circuit Court, which should be somewhat friendly to him. So we'll see what happens. DeSantis will go to the 11th Circuit and see if they rule in his favor. And then if that doesn't happen, they'll go right to the Supreme Court. Either way, I don't see Ron DeSantis giving up. And I also don't see Ron DeSantis losing. Do you? Calperin says, why aren't Americans protesting like other countries? They will be. They will be. Americans are a lot slower to anger than they used to be for some odd, weird reason. I don't know why. But they are. They are. Oh, we're getting there, folks, though. Slowly but surely, we are getting there. And I want you to know that we're all, those of us, including yourselves, who are sharing this and watching this every day, who are fighting, are going to continue to fight. And we're never, ever going to allow this country to slip into their rule completely. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. We know that for sure, because why? You can't beat God. (laughs) Be right back with more Live from America, right after this. Lean into freedom and join Real America's Voice as we come to a broadcast station near you. Thank you to each new affiliate station across our great country for joining our powerful grassroots campaign. (coughs) America has found its voice. Download the Real America's Voice app and join other Americans just like you across the country coming together for real change. Okay, i got a few more stories here that are very, very important, so I think we need to make sure that we really focus on what I'm about to tell you right now because this is kind of gross, okay? There are individual investigations, uh, reporter investigations and individual media investigations because the large organizations won't do it, into federal grant money that possibly is sponsoring, ready for this? This is going to make you sick to your stomach. Live baby harvesting at the University of Pittsburgh. Live baby organ harvesting at the University of Pittsburgh. I got this from The Federalist. If you go to thefederalist.com, you'll see this. this. Investigations now are into federal grants sponsored by possibly live baby harvesting. Okay? Another week 
Another discovery that the U.S. government attempting to cover up scientific experiments on viable babies. With by far the most condemning evidence yet, and increasing calls for federal investigation on Monday, Judicial Watch and David uh, Daldian's Center for Medical Progress released the details of a $3 million grant that who gave them? The National Institute of Health. Dr. Fauci, Ratface himself, gave the University of Pittsburgh to create a fetal tissue hub to dismember and distribute the organs of full-term aborted babies. Folks, if you ever wanted to know why the Democrats are so about abortion, it has nothing to do with women's reproductive health rights. My body, my choice. Not a smidgen, not an ounce of care in the world comes from these Democrats, uh, racist Democrats, lying Democrats about abortion. It's for this reason right here. Check this out. Um, Selected by race for inhumane experiments. As if that wasn't appalling enough, and new evidence points that the University of Pittsburgh harvesting organs from born-slash-alive babies as a real possibility. Meaning the babies would have died while researchers are dissecting their bodies for kidneys and other organs. Satan in the flesh, ladies and gentlemen. The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, recently handed over the documents thanks to a lawsuit suit, Judicial Watch filed last year on behalf of CMP when the agency failed to deliver records requested through a FOIA, Freedom of Information Act. Last month, Daladian's group exposed the University of Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's work to graft the full-thickness scalps of unborn babies into the backs of rodents... This is like some Frankenstein stuff here, folks. I don't even want to read the rest of it to you. I'm going to read this one part. Pittsburgh claims it has been collecting fetal tissue in enormous volumes for over for more than a decade, including liver, heart, gonads, legs, brains, and kidneys, and bladders. In 2015 alone, it distributed over 300 fresh samples collected from 77 cases as many as 725 cases the year prior. It's reasonable to assume that this number exponentially increased since their stated target goal is to have a minimum of five cases of tissues per week for ages 6 to 42 weeks. That's at least one baby per day. Folks, I don't mean to bring you this kind of graphic stuff, but it needs to be told. It is, it is Satan in the flesh. It is the, ev- it is the most evil work. Pedophilia and abortion. The most evil things that humans can be engaged in outside of murder. It is mind-blowing to me why people don't understand that Democrats do not care about Roe v. Wade. They do not care about women. They do not care about reproductive rights. They definitely don't care about my body, my choice, i.e. vaccines. And they don't care about the babies that this is happening to. I can't do anymore. I can't say anymore. I just can't. I can't say anymore. All right. I'm going to move from that because I don't want to talk about it anymore, but you understand what I'm saying. Okay? You get what I'm saying. But let's move on to that, to something else that's almost as ridiculous Not as evil, but almost as ridiculous. Speaking of Democrats. The 1619 Project and critical race theory are literally sweeping the nation right now with more and more schools slave to the Democrat teachers unions wanting to jump on this bandwagon to teach critical race theory and the 1619 Project. Okay? The Democrats are fighting for this, saying... And that it highlights the evil that is racism in our country. It highlights the evil that is oppression in our country to people of color, all by white men who are the devil themselves, right? This is the Democrats pushing critical race theory. But want to know something funny? If you look into the 1619 Project and read anything about it, or if you look into the critical race theory and what they're trying to teach, everything that they are trying to teach in these schools, that they are blaming Republicans for not wanting to teach, is everything that the Democrats themselves have implemented in this country since day one. Again, we do it and we point our finger at somebody else. I tell you this all the time. I tell you they do this all the time. 
You know what's not in this text? You know what's not in this curriculum? You know what's not in this project or this experimental um, um, uh, a critical race theory you know, rhetoric that they have? It's not in there that the Democrats are the party of slavery. It's not in there that the Democrats are the party of segregation and did not want to integrate white and black water fountains, schools, and toilets and places to dine. You know what's not in there? That a Democrat killed Abraham Lincoln, who freed the slaves as a Republican. You know what's not in there? The Democrats creating Ku Klux Klan. You know what's not in there? Jim Crow being a Democrat and being friends with people that... <laughs> I, I, that All that stuff is not in there. So if I was the Republican leadership, or if I was Republican leadership in any of these states where they're trying to push critical race theory... I would be putting all of my efforts, all of my megaphone, all of my sharp-witted, uh, very articulate people like Jim Jordan and others at the forefront to say, okay, we agree critical race theory should be taught. You're right. We should beat them at their own game here. You should, you should beat them at their own game here. We agree that critical race theory should be taught. And that 1619 Project should be taught, and the evils of racism of this country should be taught, but let's at least teach them who it all came from. The Democrats. I mean, if you're going to tell the story, go big or go home, folks. Go big or go home. But see, this is what Kevin McCarthy and the rest of the Republican leadership has no clue on what to do. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to do it. They're weak. They're cowards. They don't have a brain. They're not intelligent. And they have no idea what we the people want. Period. Just another example of it. Alright, I'm getting a little heated at the last two stories. So let's calm down for a minute. Okay? Remember Garrett Saldano was on the show yes, uh, last week? Garrett Saldano running for Michigan governor. He was on the show last week. And I found thought it was very funny because his team put together a really cool ad of him talking to Governor Whitmer on the phone. Now, it's obviously not real. It's obviously spliced together for his campaign. But I thought it was quite. I thought it was cool. So we're going to take a quick break, highlight that, and we'll come back with the rest of the news right after this. All right, folks, here you go. This is, <laughs> this is Garrett Saldano make a trolling ga- uh, Governor Gretchen Whitmer. Check this out. My name is Gretchen. Well, hey, Gretchen. I'm calling from the COVID-19 Vaccination Center for the CCN in Detroit. Okay. I'm looking for Garrett. Yep, this is Garrett. I wanted to see if you have an interest in scheduling a COVID-19 vaccination appointment. Uh, no. No. See, I already had COVID and my antibodies are through the roof. We can arrange for a medical professional to administer this at your home. Uh, that seems like an invasion of privacy. I'm definitely not interested in that. Or scheduling at one of our on-site locations. Again, I already had COVID and my antibodies are through the roof, so no thanks. If you have an interest in this service, please reach back out to us at 313-230-0505. We look forward to hearing from you. Um, I'm not even sure how you got this number, and how do you even know that I've been vaccinated or not? You're definitely not going to be hearing from me. Thank you. Take care. Okay, bye. And I'll be seeing you soon on the debate stage, Gretchen. <laughs> oh, okay, ladies and gentlemen, back here live from America. Way to go, Garrett Saldano. And again, if you're watching on digital TV and you don't get to see these, go over to uh, to my you know, social media platforms so you can see some of these videos that I pull up because the videos aren't showing on digital TV. They only show up on uh, on Rumble, actually. And uh, so definitely check it out. You're, you're going to like it. But what a way to go, Garrett Saldano. That's funny. Great campaign ad. All right, so <clears throat> some governors, ladies and gentlemen, unlike Gre- Gretchen Whitner, some governors are actually standing up to the Biden administration and the left as a whole, to be honest with you. Some governors are standing up. But more need to follow. More governors need to stop being afraid about what's going to do to them, to their careers, whatever it is, to their rhino desires, and they need to stand up for the people of their state. Okay? A lot like South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster, who just today vowed 
again, to keep his state free, like Florida, to keep South Carolina free of any further lockdowns and prohibit schools from mandating masks for children. So ladies and gentlemen, if you are in the state of South Carolina, which I will be in on August 31st in Myrtle Beach for an event, which I'll give you the location for soon, um, Henry, Henry McMaster just made, your, just made your day. No more lockdowns, no more masks for children, not going to happen. Big shout out to Henry McMaster. But I don't think any governor has more star power right now than Ron DeSantis. And when a governor who could run for president, or who has this much um, has this much great stuff going on in their state that the Biden administration doesn't want you to know about, we have to highlight that. And what am I talking about? Well, the Biden administration right now and the left are coming hard at Ron DeSantis. They're calling him Ron DeSantis. CNN with their crappy viewership and MSDNC and R- Richard Maddow and all of them, they're all coming down on Ron DeSantis. And you got to ask yourself why. Some would say because he's going to be running for president in 2024 or sometime in the near future. That's what some people would say, okay? Others would say it's because he doesn't, because the Biden administration doesn't want the world to see how well Florida does not locking down because then it will expose all of their tyranny. Well, this guy that I found breaks it down really, really well about why they're attacking Florida for its COVID cases, but he also breaks it down even better about where Florida is with its cases, and it's far from being the worst. So you know that it's just a political ploy to take down Ron DeSantis. Check this out, folks. And watching the news over the past week, you may have heard that Florida is an absolute train wreck. Maybe you've heard that Ron DeSantis is the worst governor in the entire country, and he needs to be voted out. So a few days ago, Florida broke a new hospitalization record due to a recent surge in COVID cases. You got the new Delta variant going around, but there's a lot of people causing hysteria. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at all the new data. I'm talking cases, deaths. We're going to look at the overall death rate by state, and we're going to talk about some other things as well. So make no mistake about it. The reason why there's a hit piece on DeSantis right now is because the media, the Biden administration, and politicians alike believe that he will run for president in 2024. So before he gains more steam, they need to beat him to the punch and create a narrative to somehow convince people that DeSantis did a poor job responding to COVID. Exactly. Because when you look at the numbers, they say otherwise. Well, let's be real about this. Florida was one of the first states to fully reopen, and they're not mandating that people wear a mask or get a vaccine. So they're definitely not doing vaccine passports. So the government is taking a backseat approach, and they're allowing people to choose what it is they want to do. They're giving the people freedom. And I get it. You say that word and people cringe and they say, no, you should value your health over your freedom. No, the government should come in and save the day. But in reality, when the government stays out of people's lives, that's when we tend to do better. But I get it. The reason why they got to create the narrative now is because if they don't and DeSantis gains more steam, he'll just be able to portray his message to the masses and say, hey, everybody, look what I did in Florida. I stayed out of people's lives. I let them choose what it is they wanted to do. And look how good Florida did. Imagine what I can do for the country. So that's why they're creating the narrative. But anyway, let's talk some numbers. Here's what you're looking at right now. This is the overall death rate by state per 100,000 people since the beginning of the pandemic. So here's what you got. I want to stop it right here. What he's showing, folks, who are like on YouTube and digital TV, who can't see my screen he's showing um death rates from coronavirus per hundred thousand people new jersey tops the list with 300 okay then new york then massachusetts then rhode island then mississippi then arizona and we're still only at 255 florida's way down so that's what he's showing here home state of New Jersey is at the top of the list right now, and New York is just behind at number two. Now, there's two reasons why I show you this. One, because we're going to compare it to Florida's numbers in the next slide. But two, this is the power of the media. When it comes to the media coverage of Governor Cuomo or Governor Phil Murphy, they gave you such positive coverage that you would have thought their responses to COVID were the absolute best. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to show you Florida's numbers, and you'll see the point I'm trying to make. Check out Florida's numbers right now, 182 per 100,000 people. Wow. Not that point yet. The media is going to try and create this narrative because they're banking on people like you not looking at the numbers yourself and just taking their word for it. Because if more people saw the numbers, they'd scratch their head and say, well, wait a minute. Florida was one of the first states to fully reopen. They're not mandating that people get the vaccine or wear a mask or have a vaccine passport. They're allowing people to choose what it is they want to do, but yet they have better numbers than other states that stayed locked down for longer. Huh. Seems like Florida is doing a whole lot better than other states. 
And to be fair, Florida is experiencing a dramatic spike in COVID cases, but the next slide will look at the deaths. The seven-day average of deaths is going up, but it's nowhere near the earlier peaks, and Florida seems to think it's going to start to plateau, but we'll have to wait and see. Do you want to know why Florida thinks it's going to plateau? Because the Delta variant is not as strong as the COVID variant, 19 original variant, which is what we talked about earlier. Folks, it's all a lie. Florida's numbers are way down compared to other states, but they still want to go after Ron DeSantis because they know his star power. Okay? Now I'm going to end the show with showing you a video from Rand Paul that I think was one of Rand Paul's best videos, best messages he's ever put out. So, and, and he's getting, you know what, and even President Trump said he's really starting to like Rand Paul a lot better. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rand Paul telling you not to comply. It's time for us to resist. They can't arrest all of us. They can't keep all of your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed, although I've got a long list of ones they might keep closed or might ought to keep closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. Nancy Pelosi, you will not arrest or stop me or anyone on my staff from doing our jobs. We have either had COVID, had the vaccine, or been offered the vaccine. We will make our own health choices. We will not show you a passport. We will not wear a mask. We will not be forced into random screenings and testings so you can continue your drunk with power reign over the Capitol. President Biden, we will not accept your agency's mandates or your reported moves towards a lockdown. No one should follow the CDC's anti-science mask mandates. And if you want to shut down federal agencies again, some of which aren't even back to work yet, I will stop every bill coming through the Senate with an amendment to cut their funding if they don't come back to work in person. Local bureaucrats and union bosses, we will not allow you to do more harm to our children again this year. Children are not at any more risk from COVID than they are from the seasonal flu. Every adult who works in schools has either had the vaccine or had their chance to get vaccinated. There is no reason for mask mandates, part-time schools, or any lockdown measures. Children are falling behind in school and are being harmed physically and psychologically by the tactics that you have used to keep them from the classroom during the last year. We won't allow it again. If a school system attempts to keep children from full-time in-person school, I will hold up every bill with two amendments, one to defund them and another to allow parents the choice of where the money goes for their child's education. Do I sound fed up to you? That's because I am. I'm not a career politician. I practiced medicine for 33 years. I graduated from Duke Medical School. I've worked in emergency rooms. I've studied immunology and virology. And I ultimately chose to become an eye surgeon. I've been telling everyone for a year now that Dr. Fauci and other public health bureaucrats were not following the science. And I've been proven right time and time again. But I'm not the only one who's fed up. I can't go anywhere these days without people coming up and thanking me for standing up for them, whether I'm at work or at events in Kentucky, at airports, in restaurants, or in stores. People thank me for taking a stand. They thank me for standing up for actual science, for standing up for freedom, for standing against mandates, lockdowns, and bureaucratic power grabs. I think the tide is turning as more and more people are willing to stand up. I see stories from across the country of parents standing up to the unions and school boards. I see brave moms standing up and saying, my kids need to go back to school in person. I see members of Congress refusing to comply with petty tyrant Pelosi. We are at a moment of truth and a crossroads. Will we allow these people to use fear and propaganda to do further harm to our society, economy, and children? Or will we stand together and say, absolutely not. Not this time. I choose freedom. Now, while I like what Rand Paul is saying there, I do think that this should have been done a long time ago. I think it should have been done by a lot more politicians, uh, Republicans, a long time ago. But you got to say better late than never, right? 
And maybe this will be that courage is contagious moment. I don't know. Either way, I think what he did there was good. Let's keep it going. Let's continue to keep getting that message out there. Resist, resist, resist. Just don't put those stupid bumper stickers on your cars like the liberals, or else they're going to think you're friends. And uh, you don't definitely don't want that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you like the message, if you like the show, if you like the content, please go to JeremyHerald.com, click the donate button, consider becoming a monthly donation, or every donation that you give, no matter what, helps fund the show, or you could also buy great shirts like this one, when tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty, LFA approves this message on my website right now, and available in, from medium all the way to triple X. No smalls right now, and we will have V-neck shirts coming soon, and more, a lot more, including some more Armor of God and You Can't Beat God t-shirts. And they're all being sent out, and you'll get them within 10 days, because they're being sent out by my wife, who's working hard on them, and everybody gets a Swamp Donkey sticker that monthly donors get anyway, that I've sent out about 300 in the last couple weeks, so we're getting there. All right, folks, that's going to do it for tonight's show. I want to say thank you very much for joining me tonight. It's always a blast. And remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. There's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. God bless you. Thank you. And I'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. for more Live from America from the Live Free or Die State of New Hampshire. With Jeremy Harrell. God bless you guys. Have a good night.